Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. You can log a ride with our friends at Zwift and you can also snap this little, I should know now, this little QR code here, which will take you straight away to our sign-up page for the podcast. Joining me is back. The prodigious son is back. <laughs> Dave McKenzie, how are you, Mike? Well, I, I feel special. <laughs> although, I feel special. Although, you've done a redesign of the table. You don't like it? But <laughs> I didn't sign it off. I'm not saying I don't like it. The green's a little bit bright for my That's eyes. That's all I could find if you knew. That's all I could find. I'm yeah, sorry. no, but nice touch. Nice touch. At least it could work for the Italian flag. And if we reverse it, kind of could work with the Hungarian well, if flag. You put right? the, if you put the red on top, so vertical, it's Hungary. Yeah, and who, Hungarian is leading. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. You know what happened 39 years ago today? I know exactly yeah. what happened 39 years ago on the 15th of May. This happened 39 years ago. L'Australiano Wilson in prima posizione, in seconda posizione Vignon e terzo è Vandi. Ecco che scatta Vignon. Ecco Vignon che in testa, ecco Vandi sulla destra Wilson che scatta sulla sinistra a 100 metri ora. Ah, dovrebbero apparire sul rettilineo eh, Wilson, l'australiano Wilson che vince secondo lo che luto Fignon, terzo e Vandi. Poi ecco nell'ordine. Six hours, three minutes, 19 seconds for the Alpha Lumatlas team, Wilson of Australia. Australia's Wilson riding for the Alpha Lumatlas, just in front of Bernard Inon, again riding for Renault. So Renault very well represented in the uh, opening stages of the 65th Tour of Italy. What a good effort from. Uh, Wilson, there's the replay for you, showing very excited young man from Australia. And I'm sure a very excited number of Australians as well watching this footage because actually this is the first ever win by an Australian at the Giro. This man here, you're the third one in line. Uh, am, it, I, am I only the third? There's Phil Anderson in between you course. and uh, Michael Wilson. And guess what? Michael Wilson is with us today to celebrate uh, this. How are you, Michael? Oh, very good. Thank you. What an achievement. Uh, you are the first Australian to have won uh, a, a stage at the Giro. We are celebrating everything Giro. Uh, talk to us. How do you remember that day for you? Oh, just looking at that video was pretty exciting. I mean, um, in the on the day, you don't really expect it to happen. But um, when it does, it's pretty exciting. I mean, the head team were pretty happy too because it was a new team and we needed a bit of publicity, so it worked out well. Everyone was happy. Michael, um, it's one of those things, as you know, I grew up in the sport of cycling, so I was, a, I was a very young kid when you were over there racing, and I was looking up to guys like yourself, Phil Anderson, Piper, 
um, and you know maybe a couple before that. But in a lot of ways, you guys were the trailblazers. Do you do you appreciate it a lot more now compared to back in the day when you were racing? But when you look back now, do you say, "Wow, we were the trailblazers for Australians"? Yeah, well, of course that was back in the day when there was no internet. There was none of what we're doing now. So really, you're sort of over there, and you, you almost—it's like you're in a, another world. You, you, you're quite separated separated from from your homeland, and you don't really—you're not really aware of it, whether anyone actually knows what you're doing or you're having success or anything. So, you know, looking back on it now, and and uh, and being able to watch replays like the one you just played and and see all that, you know, we couldn't do that back in the day either. So uh, it, it's it's wonderful to look back. It really is. What about the fact that you beat Lauren Fignon on that stage, which I actually only found this out a couple of years ago, I think, when I first saw the vision. That that must have been pretty cool. Well, at the time, Laurent wasn't as famous as he is, well, became later. He hadn't won the Tour de France at that stage, so... I probably got one in nice and early, an uppercut, <laughs> so to speak. But then and I've got another one in on him the next year too. I beat him in the stage of the Tour of Spain, so similar thing. Really? Same. And what, I, I he was second on the stage? I don't know if the Frenchman yeah. in me is happy about this. Yeah, the, yeah, the Frenchman's <laughs> not happy. He's still recovering from the eight or nine seconds that I Le Mans... Know, eight seconds, 89. If I ever talk to Lemon one day, I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. Uh Talk to us what happened after. Oh, well, uh, everything gets better when you start winning races over there. So, you know, you, you get a pay rise, you get uh, lots of presents, and they, they really look after you in Italy. So uh, life changed then and um, get a bit, a bit of a taste for a victory. And, and uh, you know, you, you, yeah, one of the traps is, of course, that you, you win one and you think they, that was pretty easy and then, Oh yeah, this should be able to win a few of these a year, but it just didn't seem to happen after that much, unfortunately. <laughs> well, you well you got two out of three, but I I'll never forget the '89 tour, Michael, and um, you know we were still getting highlights um, back then on on another broadcaster, and it was you know a week delayed, but to see the vision would just I'd sort of get goosebumps, and you were third on that stage, you were in a breakaway. You almost got the triple. You almost got a stage win at the Tour de France. Tell us a bit about that because the 89 Tour, as we know, was one of the most, I think, to this day, one of the sort of greatest Tour de France's that we'll ever witness. What was it like for you in that Tour and then to come so close to, to jagging uh, a stage there? Uh, well, uh, I was pretty disappointed in that because I was actually going pretty well and and we had a bit of a climb uh, probably about 20 k's before the finish. And uh, I probably could have gotten rid of all my breakaway companions, but I was a little bit worried that it was a bit too far from the finish and that I'd get caught by the peloton. So I hesitated and didn't do it, although I could have at the time. And um, and I'm a bit disappointed in that because sometimes you just got to lay it down bare and see what happens. And I, I didn't take the uh, didn't take the chance. And and that, the other two were actually good mates with each other, and and uh, they probably one twoed me, I think. On the day, Martin Early, the Irishman, he won the stage, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And who and was Eric the guy Caritou, he was mates with then? He was Eric Caratou was second, and um, they were mates, so they were just covering me. And then when one of them got away, the other one didn't chase, so they were just sort of trying to make sure that one of them got it, and they did. Incredible! It's incredible. Yeah, uh, I know. Incredible yeah. What What do you do uh, these days? Do you still uh, you still you still race? 
You said race. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still race a, a bit. I mean, I did four, just did four hours then. I just got back from a four-hour ride a couple of thousand metres of climbing. I said just a little bit. <laughs> That's why I was a little bit late logging on. <laughs> almost didn't get there at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we were getting nervous. He, he was, Christoph was saying, hang on. Where does this guy live? And I said, well, I'm pretty sure he still lives in Tassie. He said, if he's in Adelaide, he's half hour behind. You got it. You timed it right, though. Like typical cyclist, you just timed it to perfection. Yeah. Um, we've got we've got Wes that mentioned something. He says, you recently won the mountain back national championship? Yeah, I won the short course championships. So it's a bit <laughs> like a crit. It was a heap of fun, too. I loved it. I'll have to do more of those things. Oh, GPM. It was an age group, of course, Christoph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't tell all the don't, truth. Don't tell Just, all your truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Michael, I know, I know you were, you had your own vineyard as well. Christoph will be excited about this in Tassie. Do you still have that, or are you still involved in the wine industry? No, 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 no. I've been out of that for a couple of years. We uh, decided to make a bit of a change, and we've moved, moved town and house and everything, and uh, back to where I grew up, just out of Devonport, in the north. So um, that's been a nice move. And, uh, yeah, just doing a bit of odd work here and there. Um, Still working. I was going to say, no, go for it. No, no, I was going to say, if you want to stay with us, we, we'll, we'll go through the, the winds of, and what happened last night. Maybe you have one last Yeah, I've got, I got one more question, and I guess a statement, but question, and it's it goes back to that era that you raced in, and we talked about Finion, but also in that Giro d'Italia and in those results, Bernard Inno, Francesco Moser, of course, Finion, and many others, what was it like racing against, you know, some of the absolute greats of the sport and really greats of the sport that really resonate through generations still to this day? Oh, look, it's, it was – well, to look back on it, it's quite amazing. In in the, the actual time, I mean, I, it was just, you know, I just went to the race and raced, you know, and I, I knew who they were, of course, and I, when I was racing against one of my childhood heroes, which was Roger de Vlamic and – yeah. And of course, Moser and you know, and um, I actually did a um, my first Giro in '82. We had a finish up the top of Monte Campione, and um, I finished fourth in that stage. And uh, Bernard Hino won, Lucien Van Imp was second, I think, Baron Kelly was third, and I got fourth. So I, I won a stage, but I also got a couple of other good results too. It was probably the best, um, best Grand Tour I ever did. Yeah, wow. Well, if you want to stay with us a little bit, uh, Michael, I'd like to have your reaction. Uh, overnight, we had a, a, an amazing win again by uh, Caleb Ewan. We absolutely love Caleb here. Uh, I want to listen to him, and then I've got a couple of questions about Caleb for you. So this is Caleb Ewan yesterday. Caleb, you knew this morning it was a good finish for you. Was it a question of being smart? Uh yeah, smart and a, a lot of teamwork. You know, I had all my guys there from a long way out because there was a few points in, I'd say, the last uh, 10 kilometers that we really need to be in the front so we don't have to, to break or anything and we got a really good run. And they did a, a really good job. And the most important point for me, I told them, was the, the start of the climb because, uh, yeah, if I got a free run through there and a good run up the climb, then I save a lot of energy. And if I had to come from far back and move up, then it would have cost me a lot for my sprint and it was a super hard finish anyway. And uh, yeah, my legs were absolutely burning in the end because I was basically sprinting from 450 metres to go and it was a slight uphill, so that was a tough one. How much did uh, Gaviria push you? Uh, yeah, a lot. You know, if it was anyone else, you probably would have waited a little bit, but you know that, you know, when he goes, 
you know, he's uh, he's got the strength and the speed to hold it. So, you know, I had to do it tactically quite good. I didn't want to accelerate super hard at the start. I left the gap a little bit and then around 200 meters to go, I had a bit of a gap to run out and uh, yeah, then I really accelerated. Five stage wins for you now in the Giro. Do you realize you are becoming a, an important sprinter in the recent history? Um, yeah, I don't really realize that, you know, but I'd, there's a lot more I want to do in cycling and uh, I'm happy that every year I can, uh, you know, come back here and, and still perform well. So, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope it continues like this into the future. And, you know, I'm super motivated always to, to get as many stages as I can. So that was, uh, of course, a Caleb, uh, Caleb Ewan. Uh, Michael, what do you make of this younger generation? And, of course, since you, there's been many, many other Aussies that have won uh, stages. I can't remember how many there was, but you, uh, of course, oh, that's a selectorate, mate. I know it's a selectorate. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm I, not worthy. <laughs> there's a special room for us. We only get, we, we all get caviar and, um, you got a and uh, handshake? cascade gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Michael, what do you make of, of someone like Caleb Ewan? He's got such a maturity in the sprint is really dominating that 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 peloton that sprint at the minute oh look he's quite amazing and um it's great to see you know i mean dave we might have been the the trailblazers but uh they've really taken it on these days so the aussies are really cleaning up caleb's amazing i mean i love the way he just gets over the front of the bike and just just powers to the finish line he's got a lot of grunt and um i think he'll win a lot more too hopefully Yeah, I think he will. I think he'll. I think Robbie McEwen's getting uh, he's nervous. He's, he's shaking. He's got twelve. Yeah, twelve in the Giro, twelve in the Tour. What about what about our GC Australians, Michael? And I just let's just put the spotlight on Jai Hindley. He's lost a bit of time. He doesn't look like he's been great this first week. But I said to Christoph before the show started, it's not done. And that third week, as you know clearly, can absolutely turn on its head, especially in the Giro for some reason. Um, what what do you think Jai can can do for the rest of this race? Oh, look, there's still a long way to go. He's a good rider, so he's shown he can do it. Um, you know, I mean, it starts getting a bit lumpy now, so um, we'll see a different group of riders. I mean, you can have a bit of luck, a bit of bad luck in the first week too, you know, with one thing and another, maybe just have one off day. It doesn't mean your tool is finished. You, you can stay in there and just watch the others drop by the wayside. Hopefully, that's what will happen anyway. Yeah, you just got to keep keep pushing on, don't you? And maybe one yep. one more last question. But uh, are you still in touch with riders of that era, Ino and 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 so on? Are you still in touch somehow or, or other Aussie riders? Ah, uh, not with Hino, you know. But I, I did see him a few years back, and he did acknowledge me and give me the nod. He's pretty grumpy got, uh, as a person, you know. He's a pretty grumpy. It's, yeah, it's a bloody <laughs> the guys from Brittany, mate. It's yeah. the French. <laughs> I, I had I had a bit of a bit of a, a thing happen once. We were doing the Tour of Spain, I think it was um, uh, 1983, the year I won the stage there, and, and Bernard Hino was leading the um, Vuelta, and uh, we had the second-place rider, Moreno Lajaretta, who was my roommate, and we were sort of looking after him, and Bernard had sent someone up the road, and we were chasing the break, trying to sort of bring it all back together, and Bernard kept coming into our line, and... Um, pushing in and then not following through at the front and all that sort of stuff. So I, I went up and I just scruffed him by the jersey and threw him out of the way. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought after, whoa, I shouldn't have done that. Anyway, in the restaurant that night, uh, we walked in and, and guess who was on the first table on the left as we walked through the restaurant door? It was the Renault <laughs> Elf. 
Chitan team. So, <laughs> but he looked up at me and he actually nodded and winked. So really, we weren't. <laughs> that <enemies>. was respect. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I so. I, he did, he did. remember with uh, Phil Anderson where Phil Anderson grabbed, he told us that story in the podcast before where Phil grabbed a, a, a can of Diet Coke or Coke in the, the top of a mountain. Oh, went, it, to, went to give it to uh, Eno. Went yeah, to give yeah. it to Eno and Eno took it and just threw it on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but see, you know, you know, he didn't realise he was coming up against a tough bloke from Tassie. Exactly. He, he probably <laughs> didn't even know where Tasmania was. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Michael, congratulations again. So happy happy 39 year celebration for your Giro stage win and just a lot of people don't realize you won a stage at Tour de Suisse stage Tirreno Adriatico you won the Trofeo Matteotti many more and you know what else I saw obscure result people would not know this because I'm not sure it even exists 13 Grand Prix de Nations which was oh, yeah. something like a ridiculous 85 kilometer individual time trial normally at the end of the season any, any good memories nice, of that one? In Nice. Oh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, absolutely loved that race. It was, um, I think it was 94 kilometres or something. Okay. And you loved it. Sorry to correct you, but, and, and it was quite lumpy and it quite well suited me. And, um, yeah, I just uh, got into a nice rhythm and enjoyed the day. It was good fun. <laughs> animal. He's an animal. He's an animal. Thank you for joining us. It's been a, a real pleasure to, to have you in uh, the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. And once again, I hope you can pop up if not a real champagne, maybe a Tasmanian sparkling wine. We had that discussion before. Yeah, or yeah. Prosecco for you. Very Make good. sure you enjoy the night. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Michael. Cheers. What, what a trooper. What nah, a he's trooper. A, look, he's, he's a legend. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and for me, it, it's, it is special because I, 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 you know, from in the sport from such a young age, so I was hanging on to – any sort of information I'd get about Australians and uh, or, or even English speakers, and we were lucky mm -hmm. from back then. We we had a handful in Anderson, in Michael. Yeah, Piper. and actually, uh, Wes is actually uh, Wes Sussberger putting a comment here. He says, "Well, well done, Michael, but uh, he actually you rolled me as the first Tasmanian to uh, ride the Tour de France as well." So yeah, you know, yeah, Wesley yeah. is also uh, yeah. a Tazi boy. Well, okay. well, Tazi, well, Tasmania. Just to finish on that, has had for such a small uh, state Ricky population. Bill. Rich history of cycling and a very good cyclist. It's quite Absolutely. incredible. Absolutely. Okay, let's go back to uh, the stage. Yesterday we said uh, Caleb won that stage, a bunch sprint. He went to the Giro with the uh, ambition to win one stage. Well, yeah. He's got two. We sort of know that he's not going to finish the Giro because the preparation for the Tour is already starting today uh, at the Giro. What did you make of that win? I'm not going to say it was easy because there was a lot no. of work into it. Yep. Far from easy. They made it look like he was super dominant. Well, he's he's mojo's up, isn't it? He um he made that error on that first sprint stage too far back. That where they got caught out a bit. He's then claimed his first stage win. Did that convincingly, but did it that classic mm -hmm. Caleb Ewan style. Bopped his way around the peloton, found a way out, and got there at the last minute. And then overnight, if yeah. you haven't seen it, gee, yeah. it was an uphill little drag to the finish, and it was a fairly long sprint. Gavidia, as he said, jumped early, and Gavidia, kudos to him. Yeah. It was like, how do you beat Caleb? And he knew, I think, if he waited, he was wasn't going to beat him. Mm -hmm. But um, no, he yeah. is he is turning into one of the greats. And I think his team, the team, uh, is 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 just fantastic around him. Yeah. Before we go down to the team, there's yeah. only one Caleb Ewan. Oh. there is only one Caleb Ewan. <laughs> Caleb Ewan. <laughs> Caleb Ewan. <laughs> Caleb Ewan. <laughs> 
There's always one guy that starts singing your name at a party. Yeah, happened to yeah. You? Well, well, I reckon that Belgian team. Yeah, uh, they've they've had a, the Chimay Bleus, which is uh, which are sort of nine percent beer. So they. Oh, I, rem that guy I remember the Chimay Bleu. I think we did a couple of podcasts oh, on Chimay Bleu. We should have given a well. secret. They go down uh, well. <laughs> Don't you love it? He is he is their favourite son. Absolutely, he is their favourite son at the moment. Look, let's remind everyone our colleague Robbie McEwen raced and had huge success yeah. on that squad. And Robbie, there was a period where he was their man. You know, he was yeah. the one that same was team, winning. Yeah, same team. He was winning all the time for them and, and and they relied on him. And they they came to the Giro expecting Caleb to get at least one. Yeah. He's got two. The whole team now can, can relax. relax. They can ride on a high. And they've still got guys like Thomas DeGent, who I imagine will go to the end. Yeah. He'll look for a stage somewhere else. And he's not the only one. There's a couple of other guys as well. But he he's the man of the moment. Yeah, it's really Absolutely. good. Uh, before we uh, we move on, what do you make of uh, of the, the Giro so far? Uh, we've got a Hungarian leader. We've got you know, Caleb doing really well. We've got the GCP guys that are pretty close to each other. Barda is looking good as well. Yeah, what, what, is. what do you make so far of that Giro? Oh, look, I think it's... Because it's a week today. It's a yeah, week today it is. And, and I won't lie. And we sort of know of... of been away for three days so You've i have missed a, snippets have been? <laughs> i've been on a really i've been on a fantastic assignment yeah i'll say that much you, you know what it is we're keeping it a little bit secret because i i think it's going to be a something really good uh, that we'll showcase in a couple of months time but um no that but it has been good i've looked at the results and i've tried to watch some of the highlights Bada is in good shape yeah 100 yates is still there he's lost snippets here and there but he is absolutely in the hunt I still think, as Michael Wilson said before, Jai Hindley can bounce back. Uh, He's actually, lost some what, time. That's what Mandy uh, says as well. Never discount or send Groper. Go Jai, WA, yes. and all of Australia. Yeah. Summarize it well. Yeah, love it. Love it. No, no, Jai. And look, he's been here now once. Yeah. And he came close last year to winning the whole thing. So I think he can bounce back. Um, Nibbly, has, same thing, has lost some time, but he's not done. I think it would be hard for Nibbly to get back. But he did do it. He's done it before yep. in this race, remember? But Remco. Remco. Can we actually – let's talk – He's actually, he's actually the, the highest GC – of yeah. the major GC guys. He, yeah, he's absolutely. The man. He's looking very good. Uh, let's uh, listen to uh, Peter Seri. So Peter Seri, or Peter Seri, I should say, uh, was involved in a little bit of a crash uh, with uh, the bike exchange uh, And he's a teammate of Remco. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the crash just after this, but he's a, he's a teammate of Remco Evenepoel. So let's have a word from him because we don't really hear a lot from him. Mm. Let's listen from him and then we'll debrief about where is the wolf pack just right now, straight after this. Um, quite good. It was uh, easy in the peloton. So uh, I was a bit stiff from the crash yesterday, but uh, I can't complain uh, after uh, such a hard crash, it could be worse. Uh, it was already quite hard, uh, Giro, uh, especially with the weather. The weather make it really hard, uh, but uh, everything went well for the moment. Uh, we are second in GC with Remco, so uh, I think everything uh, worked like planet. It works like planet. So that's Peter Siri. Why I wanted to play this footage is one, because he's fine, he's safe, he's feeling a bit rough after the crash, as anybody would, uh, but he's okay, he's still racing. He's still eyes, uh, the eyes are on racing, talking about the Wolfpack, talking about Remco and so on. Uh, so Wolfpack, first of all, Remco, second in a GC. How far can he go? I mean, could he go all the way uh, or, or we just don't know with someone like him? Well, I think in this 
five years ago, you'd say at that age, you'd say he'll blow up in the last week. Yeah. Now, now, because it is Remco Venepol and because we're seeing this young generation, you go, there's every reason he'll get better in the last week. Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy, but it's not crazy because he is he is one of the most gifted, talented talents yeah. that we are Tough seeing come win. through. We even lost the words. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Every time we talk about him and try to go in, into a bit more detail about how good he is, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, That's exactly. the beauty of it. Yeah. You know, let's just let's just enjoy this this kid. Uh, and see how far he can go, and yeah, and, it's and exciting. second part of of that interview, I want to mm. talk about the crash again, and then yep. I think after that we'll yep. stop talking about yep. it. But uh, because you were not here in the last couple of days, I want to have your opinion, and I want you to give Ooh, okay. uh, your opinion on this because I had this chat with uh, uh, with Bridie yesterday. And she didn't satisfy you. Well, no, no, chat. no. She she has one side of the story, but I want to hear your side as well of uh, of, of the story. And he, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm 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 stabbing you in the ribs a bit. Yeah, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> Is that your knife? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's my dad joke. Edward. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, the the what happened? The incident begs the question for me: Should the DS car have a dedicated driver or not? What do you think uh, in that sense of of how much stuff, simply stuff, the DSs are doing? Also, while driving, in a time where we are all saying one meter matter on the road, we need to watch out for the cyclist. Is this sing- is this sending the wrong signal? Or am I completely wrong? Yeah, sorry I, to say, I can, I can be wrong. Sorry to say, wrong. I think you're completely wrong because I'm taking it. You have I'm to take it. you have to take the one meter matter rules and Definitely. put that to the side because that's for casual cyclists in an open road environment. This is a closed bubble. So then you say, okay, it's a closed bubble. How does a car hit a cyclist? Good question. Firstly, as as I'm sure you guys discussed it, and to be clear to everyone again who's watching, Matt White was in the passenger seat and it was Gene Bates who was driving. So Matt White was focusing on handing that jacket to a commissaire's car. Gene was obviously trying to pull up and get alongside perfectly to that commissaire's car. And then as they said, Peter Sieri, Lead sink it out of the peloton. Just, uh, just one clarification. When you saw Matt White putting the the the, the jacket off yeah. from the window, we have to remember that in Italy the car's wheel is on the other side. Yeah, he wasn't driving. He wasn't yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think there was a bit of confusion yeah. about that. And look, I saw they they copped a bit of criticism on social media, and I'm sorry, it's keyboard worrying. Unless you have been in the pro peloton as a cyclist. There are very few people that are capable of driving. So my answer is no to have an independent driver or someone that's fully dedicated. Yes, have someone that is dedicated to it. That's what they had. A guy who knows exactly what he is doing, but he just had a moment lapse of um, not, I won't even see concentration because he was focusing on a few things himself. But there's also- it's, it's an accident. It happens very rarely. Accidents do happen. And that is all it is, and and it needs to. I and think also, we, need to move we on would from say it. the same thing if it was any other team. By the way, it's not yeah. because it's bike exchange, but the commissaires as well, because it wasn't another team car; it was a commissaire's car. Yeah, and they were handing out the jacket, so it all draws back to the fact that the riders are not allowed to throw their jacket away. They're not allowed to throw them on the side. They have to hand it back to a car. Yeah, and in that case, the car, Mitchelton's sorry, the bike exchange car, was called by the commissaire saying, "Hey." Come on up. Come up. We- and they didn't know what it was for. Yeah. yeah. And and look, I Matt White said it on the on our friends from the detail the pod the other it. other day. And I agree with him. I don't think he should have been he's not thrown out of the race, by the way. He's thrown out of the convoy. So okay. he, so Gene can't drive in the convoy for the rest of the Giro. A fine, yes, some sort of action, 
I think it was a bit harsh because it was obviously unintentional. <laughs> he wasn't trying to run him over. Peter Seary got back up and he was okay. Of course, they apologised. There's no bad blood between the teams. A fine, I think that's all it should have been. Let us know uh, what you think about uh, this discussion. It's a talking point, though, isn't it? Everything's, uh... But the thing is, we see everything these days. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great, but Years ago, you wouldn't see that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, like when know. Michael Wilson uh, won that stage. I'm sure oh, mate, stuff happened. No. <laughs> people, people were, in Tasmania. They were finding out three months later yeah. that he'd won. End of the season, he got home and they said, "How's your season?" He goes, "Yeah, I won a stage of the Giro." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Max was punched as well by the by the, the member of the public on the I think it's Alpe d'Huez or somewhere. Really, he was punching the ribs. Really, yeah. Absolutely. And what happened there? Well, he finished the stage. You never know that. No, I don't YouTube know this story. YouTube this if you can find it because he got punched in the rib. Yeah, finished the stage. I think Tevne won the stage and yeah. Tevne got the jersey. So that must have been 75. Yep. Uh, and Tevne and, and Merckx came back down to find the guy <laughs> and the police is, and he got arrested by the police and the guy goes fined. The guy got arrested by yeah, police. Yeah, because he got fined. The guy that no actually punched the, the other people in the crowd told that was him. That was him. Wow. Watch it on YouTube. It's what what uh, and what nationality was this gentleman? French. He was French. But because there was Tevne and Merckx and everyone ah. was sick of Merckx winning and watch it. I'll, I'll really? find it for you. Absolutely you know what? fantastic. Oh, I'm not no, we won't be able to show it, will yeah. we? On, on our show, I don't think. But yeah, well, we will we'll check it out. People tend to agree with you. Uh, yeah. shouldn't judge someone by split second and hours after hours of driving. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, good one. Let's uh, move. Let's move on. This is uh, discussion closed uh, for us anyway. But you can leave a comment here. Uh, let's move on to uh, what's on tonight uh, on SBS, and this is the road tonight. Mm. Uh, so no one in our SBS competition hasn't done uh, has done his tip yet because you haven't. Well, I'm first tip. I had a tip. shocker. I picked Viviani. <laughs> um, Viviani, if you're listening, I'm off your train, mate. I picked you twice. The coffee discourse. I'm telling you. I think they're cursing me because I used to <laughs> give heaps to. Um, anyway, let's look at uh, this. Uh, yeah. profile. Uh, very, very interesting stage indeed. It is. What do you make of it? Well, it's Foggia to to Guardia San Framondi. It's a bit of a mouthful. 170 kilometers. It's, it is definitely a day for the opportunists. So a breakaway? I think a breakaway will win the day. Okay. The GC guys will have their own battle. So you'll have two races within the one. But I truly believe so why, a break why, will win the day. Why a profile like this, which I'm bringing up again on screen, uh, doesn't uh, flare out GC for you? Uh, so the, the way you see it's it. It's too far to the base of that main climb of the day. And if you okay. look at the early part of the, of the profile, there's those two little climbs. That that makes it a lot easier or, or, or it, it lends itself to breakaways. Okay. So those couple of small climbs actually sets it up perfectly for guys to go on the attack. And you don't have it. You don't want GC teams don't want to have to control from so early on. If they want to try and win the stage, they can't. It's impossible. Yeah. It's not impossible, okay. but they, they, they're burning all their men for no reason. Mm -hmm. So they want to let a break go. The break gets established. Then they ride tempo, but they ride tempo at a slower tempo. If you like slightly slower, they'll lead over that big climb. And then of course it is, it's a, it's a, Mountaintop finish, but it's a lower yeah. mountaintop. Probably more a hilltop finish, isn't it, at the end? Okay, so this is the It'll stage. It'll be a good stage, though. 
Ab weeks, absolutely. Uh, and it's live on SBS Vice Stand at 9.20. Uh, so 9.20 uh, with uh, Kino and Bridie, I believe. Uh, Kino yep. and Bridie are in yes, the Yes, they are. Yep. Uh, so 9.20 on SBS Vice Stand and of course on SBS On Domain. This is for the uh, Giro. Uh, what else do you have for us, Maka? There's been some uh, women's races. Yeah, there's, there's a bit happening. Yeah, the, the women have had two one-day races in Spain. Um, the second one, Team Bike Exchange, let's jump on their wagon again and I'm talking about her a fair bit, or we have on yeah. the podcast. Uh, Grace Brown was fourth, but the woman who won it, uh, Alenis Sierra, she has previously won the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race. Okay. She's won a so couple of World Cups. Here. We know her here. Yeah, she is the Cuban missile, we call yeah. her. She's from Cuba. Um, she's a star. So she took it out. Uh, that was the Vuelta Classica Nevada. But Grace Brown won the bunch kick of about 30 riders across the line for, mm -hmm. for fourth place. She's flying, Grace. She is having yeah. a – she had a breakout season last year. She's establishing herself as one of the best in the world. And all I keep thinking is – and we, I think when we interviewed her is bring on the world champs in Flanders. Paris-Roubaix, if you have Well, Paris-Roubaix yeah. and Flanders uh, – sorry, and the world championships, which are in Flanders. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think she's a big chance for the world this titles. This would be uh, absolutely yeah. uh, brilliant. And uh, in uh, mountain bike as well, uh, there's the there's, – uh, some racing in mountain bike yeah. happening. Paul Wilson, we quickly touch on the fact that he's actually national champion of uh, short track mountain bike. Uh, this happened overnight. Yes, uh, well, we, we, talk, we, we talked talk about her recently. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Pauline Ferrand Provo, she's a world champion in mountain bike. Well, she had a, an accident. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why I'm bringing this is because she has the accident, but she keeps a sense of humor because she's like, yeah, the guys wanted me to get checked. I'm okay. She bumped her head against a, a tree. Yeah, basically, right. and she got the saddle stuck into a chest, Oof. and she stopped. She said she stopped breathing for a couple of minutes, which probably is not a couple of minutes, but for a short, a long time. But she said, "I'm glad they brought me here because the doctor was kind of cute." Ooh. That's that's what she. That's the spirit she is. But these guys, reason why can't say that, Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> but these riders are, you know, we talk about warriors. She's got some, character, but there's some character. Yeah, she she's look. I, yeah, she has. She, I think she's one of those. They're they're the. They're the sort of characters you want in the sport, male or female. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. They they bring they bring something more than just what they do on the bike. And I know we should just let athletes compete, but we want more now. The media is a hungry beast, isn't it? Yeah. And we want to see characters come out. So anyway, we wish her well, and absolutely. hopefully she'll get better. Anyway, that's the end of uh, this podcast today. Big show, so, mate. You, yeah. you loaded me up. First show back. <laughs> I'm still recovering from my question from someone trip around the world. Did I or did I not get you some cheese? You did. He got uh, me okay. some cheese. <laughs> we wouldn't bring it back cheese. on. I, I actually, I really enjoyed that little uh, cheese tasting you did, did yesterday. You? It was good. And it was what good. tip did you get from it? Because there's a big tip in it. In it. It's the fact you need yes. to yes. buy your cheese on reduce. Buy Almost, cheese. almost when it's by its use by date. Check the date, but reverse the order. You want it as close as possible from the sell-by date. Or if you if buy not, it, don't eat it straight away. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. Let it mature. You French are weird. Let the cheese mature. You want flavor. Come on. Buy it on radio. I won't argue. I know. I won't argue. You guys know cheese better than anyone. Absolutely. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Yes. Good to be back, people. Thanks for watching. And you'll be here tomorrow. I will. I'm with you all the way through now. Absolutely. This was the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Remember, you can download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central. You can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Next podcast, as I just said it's 4 p.m. tomorrow live on your social media and of course 9.20 SBS Viceland be there it's going to be a cracker of a stage we'll see you there bye for now
Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel and Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.